0: Welcome to Econ On The Go. In this episode, we're going to talk about taxes and subsidies. No one likes taxes, but taxes do serve two important purposes. Number one, they allow governments to raise money to fund other activities that the society or the government wants to do. Governments generally don't sell products and services, They might charge fees for some things, and there are some things like insurance on loans that some government organizations charge. But for the most part, governments need to raise money from taxes in order to fund other activities that the society wants to do. The second reason why taxes are useful to governments is that they can influence individuals' choices In particular away from undesirable activities. So think about things like taxes on cigarettes um, or taxes on certain types of activities which governments don't want people to engage in. Those are things that when you start increasing the taxes on those activities, people stop doing them. So the taxes and taxation are one way in which governments can try to influence activity by their participants in the economy. Taxes do create an efficiency challenge, though, because they introduce deadweight loss. Remember, in the last episode, we talked about whenever we're not at the competitive market equilibrium, we're losing some welfare in the economy. We call that lost welfare the deadweight loss. When taxes are introduced in the economy, consumer surplus decreases and producer surplus decreases. And the tax revenue that's generated does not account for all that loss surplus. So we have some deadweight loss in the market. And the question really for policymakers is, does that benefit from having the additional program that the taxes are funding outweigh the deadweight loss that we have from the implementation of the tax? Now, the key to analyzing the impact of a tax is to realize that in our standard supply demand model, We assume that the price the consumer pays is equal to the price the producer keeps. But when you introduce a tax, a tax is a wedge between the two. So the price the customer hands over equals the price the producer gets to keep plus the amount of the tax that the producer hands over to the government. So now the price the consumer pays and the price the producer keep are not the same thing. The tax is a wedge in between the two. So another way to to think about this is when the customer hands over a certain amount of money, the producer only gets to keep the portion of that payment that does not go to the government. And we can think about this as applied either two ways. We impose the tax on the consumer. So the customer comes up with a pair of pants that they're buying at the retail shop and the producer, the retailer says that will be $25 plus there's an additional $2 of tax. Or we can think of it as the price on the price tag is $27, and when the customer comes up to pay for the pants at $27, the firm says thank you and then puts $25 into their account and $2 is handed over to the government and taxes. Now with this adjustment of thinking about the price that the consumer pays and the price that the firm keeps as separate, we can now set the supply and demand curves equal to each other. So, we replace PF in the supply curve because that's the price the firm gets to keep, and PC in the demand curve because that's the price the consumer pays. And the relationship between the two is just that the price the consumer pays is the price that the firm gets to keep plus the amount of the tax. And so now we have the supply curve, the demand curve, and we have this relationship between the price the consumer pays and the price the firm gets to keep plus the tax. And so now we can solve those equations by substituting PC or PF into either the supply or demand curve and then solving for each price, adding or subtracting the tax, and solving for the other price. Now, one of the interesting things about a tax is that it doesn't matter how the tax is administered. The burden falls on the party that is more inelastic. So whether I charge $2 on top of the $25 for the pants or whether I charge $27 and take out the $2 and give to the government, the burden of the tax is the same. And the burden is not necessarily the $2 of the tax. What we mean by the burden is, of that $2, what portion is paid for by consumers and what portion is paid for by the firms or the producers. When consumers or producers are highly inelastic, it means that they don't have alternative options. That's what we saw when we talked about elasticities. And so if you are very inelastic, you're unable to escape the tax because you can't shift your behavior to produce another product or to buy another product. And so if you're highly inelastic, you're going to have to bear most of that $2 tax. The exact share is based on the elasticity of both the combined elasticity of producers and consumers. And then Really, it's the share of the other side. So the producer's share is the elasticity of consumers divided by the total elasticity. The tax burden of consumers is the elasticity of producers divided by the total elasticity. And again, remember, elasticity is zero or close to zero. That means that side is inelastic. So for consumers' point of view, if the producers are very inelastic, then the elasticity of producers is very close to zero. And so the share that consumers pay is some number very close to zero divided by the total elasticity in the market or close to zero. Whereas if the other side is very elastic, then you have a very big number on the top divided by that very big number essentially on the bottom, which means you pay almost the entire thing. So it's the elasticity of the other side which determines how much you bear in the tax. Now, subsidies are essentially the same as a negative tax. And so all that we think about when we do tax analysis, we can just put a negative sign in front of the tax, and now we've thought about how to analyze subsidies. So remember when we said the consumer comes up and pays $25 plus the amount of the tax to the firm, and the firm gets to keep only the $25, not the $2 of the tax. And so the price the consumer pays is the price the firm gets to keep plus the tax. Well, now if we have a subsidy, the price the consumer pays plus the subsidy, whatever the government gives the consumer to buy the good or service, is what the firm gets to keep. The firm is keeping a subsidy instead of paying a tax. So if the price the consumer pays is the price the firm keeps plus the tax, the price the consumer pays is the price the firm gets to keep minus the subsidy because the consumer doesn't have to pay that subsidy portion to the firm. And so now that we can think of subsidies as negative taxes, it's the same process. We substitute PC into the demand curve, PF into the supply curve, use the relationship between PC and PF to solve all those equations, and therefore figure out what the new quantity and the prices that consumers and firms have to pay in the market. So subsidies are exactly the same as a negative tax, and again, are going to have deadweight loss. Deadweight loss, because now we're incentivizing excessive consumption relative to what it would be in the competitive market equilibrium. So taxes are not desired by pretty much anybody. No one really loves taxes and paying taxes, but taxes are a necessary event for governments to be able to provide goods and services that the society wants. But it is important to think about the effect of taxes, and it's important from a policy perspective, but also from a business perspective. Because taxes and taxation on the different products and services you sell are going to affect the demand for those products and, and the ultimate amount of deadweight loss created in your market because of the fact that there's this wedge between what consumers and customers have to pay you and what you get to keep as the producer. The other way in which governments can really influence the outcome in the competitive market is through price restrictions or quantity restrictions. And so next time we're going to explore those two choices by governments and see how that also affects the competitive equilibrium.